God, we have gathered in this place. We have come to hear this story once again. Would you please open our hearts, open our minds to hear your voice speaking to us in this place. We pray in your name. Amen. You may be seated. Good evening and once again, a very warm welcome to all of you on this incredibly cold night. Let me wish you all a very Merry Christmas. It is such a joy and a privilege to have you all here tonight. And on behalf of all the pastors and staff and leadership of this church, let me just say thank you for taking time out of your busy schedules on this Christmas Eve to be here. I know that you probably have lots of things waiting for you at home, lots of presents still to wrap or things still to cook. So thank you for being with us tonight. On a night like tonight, I am very much aware and I want to recognize that all around this room right now, represented in every one of you, every person here, are unique stories and unique joys and sorrows that we carry with us wherever we go. And we also all come in here tonight, not only with those unique stories and joys and sorrows, but also with our own unique experiences with the church. And I don't know what your experience has been like with the church or with this church in particular, but I can imagine that while some of you are very happy uh, to be here tonight and you're pretty comfortable with all that's going on and being sung and said, that there are others uh, here that aren't so comfortable with all that's going on, aren't maybe so happy to, to be here and aren't so sure about what's all being sung and said. Maybe you've had good experiences with the church and with this church and you believe that the gospel is good news, but maybe you've had some bad experiences with the church and maybe you've seen or heard some Christians twist the gospel into something not so good. And if that's you, I just want to say how sorry I am. And I want to say how glad I am that you're here tonight. And I also hope that whoever it is who bribed you into coming tonight <laughs> has something really good for you <laughs> in return when you get home. But seriously, wherever you are on that spectrum tonight, whatever unique story and joys and sorrows and experiences with the church you've carried in with you, on this Christmas night tonight, God has one resounding message for us all, and it's the message that the angel gave to the shepherds. This message is for every one of you, whatever your story, whatever you've carried in with you tonight, God has a message for you tonight from the angel to the shepherds. God decided to break through on a dark night in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago. And God wants to break through once again on this cold night in Fairfax. And the message he had for the shepherds on that night is the same message he has for you on this night. Now let me get this out of the way here right at the beginning. I am no angel, okay? I will freely admit that. I am no angel. And if you had been with me yesterday when I finally got around to Christmas shopping trying to park at the Mosaic District with the rest of Northern Virginia, <laughs> trying to find my way through Fair Oaks Mall, you would know I am no angel. 
But while I am no angel, even though, yes, I am dressed in mostly all white, and I am on this exalted podium, and if I raise my arms like this, it does kind of look like wings. I'm no angel, but my message is the same as the angels. And if you have a Bible, or if you've got a phone, turn to Luke chapter 2, look at verses 10 and 11 with me, just two verses, and I hope you hear it loud and clear. And here's how the angel starts in verse 10. Here's the message from the angel, fear not, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. I can't underscore this enough. It's right here in black and white, straight from the angel's mouth, the angel sent from God. What are the first words this angel says to the shepherds? Breaking through the darkness, breaking through into the centuries and centuries and centuries of waiting and of weeping and of lamenting and of silence. What are the first words from heaven? Fear not. I bring you good news of great joy. Whoever you are tonight, whatever your story, whatever you've done, God's one resounding message for you tonight is good news of great joy. Now the angel goes on to tell the shepherds and us what exactly this good news is in verse 11. And the first thing we hear in just the first five words of verse 11 is that God comes down to us. God comes down to us. Look with me at first five words of verse 11. For unto you is born. For unto you is born. You may have lived your entire life trying to climb up the ladder. Trying to climb up to meet your family's expectations. Trying to climb up to meet your mother's demands. Trying to climb up to earn your father's love and approval. Trying to climb up to prove yourself. And you may have spent your whole life, even up until this very moment, trying to climb up the ladder to God, to meet God's expectations, to meet God's demands, to earn God's love and approval, to prove yourself to God. And you climb and you climb and you climb. And every time you mess up or you forget to go to church or you try to park at Mosaic District on the day before Christmas Eve, you mess up and you're farther away from God and God is somehow less impressed with you and so you try again, you climb again and you climb and you climb. And so the cycle continues of climbing and proving and striving and earning and you're exhausted. And what I have the joy of proclaiming to you tonight on Christmas Eve is that you can officially stop trying to climb up the ladder to get to God. Because the good news that we hear tonight is not that we could or ever should try to climb up the ladder to get to him. I mean, read any page of the Old Testament and see how successful people are. See yourself in any of those stories. How successful we are at attempting to climb up to God. No, the good news that we proclaim, the good news of great joy of the gospel is not that we can somehow climb up the ladder to get to God. That's a distortion of the gospel. And if you've ever heard that preached to you, put it out of your mind. The good news is that God climbs down the ladder to get 
to you, for unto you is born. He comes down into a dark night in Bethlehem, down into a stable, down into a manger. And God still comes down, down into this night in Fairfax, down into your home, down into your broken family, down into your heart. We can never climb the ladder to get to God. God in his grace comes down the ladder to get to us. We heard this earlier from Isaiah 9, verse 2, that the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. You may have heard the joke about the, um, <clears throat> the moth who went into the podiatrist's office. Have you heard this one? This moth goes into the podiatrist's office, and the podiatrist says, hey, moth, um, how can I help you? And the moth just pours his heart out and says, oh, things at home are no good. My wife doesn't want to be around me. My kids don't want to be in the same room as me. Uh, it's, it's no good, doc. And the podiatrist says to the moth, well, that's, that's rough, moth. What, what else is going on? And the moth just says, oh, I got laid off from work. The bills are piling up and piling up. They kicked me to the curb, doc. And the podiatrist says, oh, that's no good, moth. What else is going on with you? And the moth says, oh, I don't know. I just can't even look myself in the mirror anymore. So full of shame, can't live with myself. And the podiatrist says to the moth, I'm sorry, moth, that's really no good, but I'm a podiatrist. Why did you come in here tonight? And the moth says, because the light was on. Because, thanks, Jim Rob. Jim Rob got it. <laughs> the people who walked <laughs> in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. Light has shone. 700 years before Jesus, Isaiah wrote those words. 700 years before Jesus' birth in Bethlehem, he prophesied it, that God would one day shine his light on a people who were dwelling in darkness, that God would break our sick cycle of sin and rebellion and climbing and earning. And then one night, just one night out of nowhere, shepherds are doing what shepherds do, and an angel comes and says to them, now, it's happening. God is breaking through. And because that's true, you can stop climbing. You can stop striving because unto us is born. And upon us, God has shown his light. He comes down to us. That's the first thing, first thing we hear. And next, he comes to save. He comes to save. Verse 11, again. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, who? A savior. A savior. I wonder what image comes to your mind when you think of God. If we were to hand out blank paper and crayons tonight and say, draw the image that comes to your mind when you think of God, what would come to your mind? Well, if you've ever been to Sunday school as a kid, you would know the answer to 99.9% .9 of the answers is Jesus. What should come to our minds when we think of God? What image should come to our minds, Jesus. Jesus is what God looks like. 
Colossians 1.15, he, Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Hebrews 1.3, he, Jesus, is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. 2 Corinthians 4.6, for God, the same God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. Where? Where is this light? of the knowledge of the glory of God? Where may I find this? Where may I attain this knowledge of the glory of God? Well, here it is, in the face of Jesus Christ. We don't come to know the glory of God through some religious system. We don't come to know the glory of God through some kind of philosophy. We come to know the glory of God in a person, in the face of Jesus Christ. We sang uh, these words earlier, Veiled in flesh, the Godhead, see. You can see him. Not on some lofty cloud somewhere removed from our vision. Not just some kind of idea that we can never quite attain clarity about. No. Veiled in flesh, the Godhead, see. He's in a manger, wrapped in human flesh. But then why did this, why did this Savior come? Mild he lays his glory by, born, why? That man no more may die. Born to raise the sons of earth. Born to give them second birth. Jesus was born to save. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. And in his image, we see in real flesh and in real bone, the incarnation of our saving God. Jesus wasn't born just to be a wise teacher. He wasn't born just to be a miracle worker. He wasn't born just to be a revolutionary, even though he was all of those things. Jesus was born to be our savior. So we can put away whatever caricatures of God we might have in our minds. Jesus is what God looks like, and he comes to save. You might know this verse by heart, many of you, John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but what? Have eternal life. The next verse, verse 17, is just as important. It says this, For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The distortion is that Jesus comes to condemn. The good news of great joy is that Jesus comes to save. You want to know what God looks like? Look at the manger. You want to know what God looks like? Look at the cross. And draw a picture of that with the crayons in your mind. He comes down to us, and he comes to save, and he comes as Lord. Verse 11 once more. For unto you is born... This day in the city of David, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, praise God. Two things are true about Jesus at the same time. First, he entered this world as a baby, helpless, born in a stable in Bethlehem, helpless newborn baby. But the second thing that's true about Jesus at the same time is he entered this world as Lord. He came into the darkness 
to banish the darkness. He came under the law to fulfill the law. He came face to face with evil to destroy evil. He touched the leper and the paralytic and the blind and the dead, and he reversed their curse. Jesus allowed himself to be scorned and beaten and killed so that through his death and resurrection, death itself would be beaten and the grave itself would be scorned. Jesus came to a world that had actively, willfully rebelled against him, and Jesus, in his grace, reconciled the world to himself. He entered this world as a newborn baby, yes, but Jesus came as Christ the Lord. And so we celebrate on Christmas that the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. That God in his, his mercy and in his compassion and in his tenderness and humility would come as a newborn baby, a helpless baby. And we celebrate that God with all of his recompense and his might and his vengeance and his justice sent his son as Lord, as conquering Lord, as dying Lord, as reigning Lord, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. He came to experience suffering so that he would be the Lord over suffering. He came to experience temptation so that he would be the Lord over temptation. He came to experience death so that he would be the Lord over death. And Jesus came and called a bunch of ragtag people to himself. Doctors, lawyers, tax collectors, murderers. And he called them to himself so that he would be the Lord of the church. And that's why I'm glad you're here tonight. Because whatever your story, whatever your unique joys and sorrows, you and I can hear again the resounding message of the gospel. The same one proclaimed to the shepherds then, that Jesus comes down. That Jesus comes to save. And Jesus is Lord. So fear not. Fear not. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. And that means you. It means you. Let Jesus break into your life again. Let Jesus break into your heart again on this Christmas Eve night, even if, and especially if, you've had bad experiences or you've been hurt by the church. Let me be blunt. I am much less concerned that you come back to church. I'm much more concerned that you come back to Jesus. And I think that's why he brought you here tonight. I think that's why he drew you here tonight. He didn't bribe you to get here. He drew you by his Holy Spirit to get here because he loves you, he loves you that much. And he does have something really good in return. What he has is himself. So let Jesus climb down the ladder of your heart tonight and let him shine his light into your darkness. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth 
receive her king. Let every heart, even your heart, prepare him room. Let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, we thank you once again for the gift of Jesus, your son. Give us eyes to see him, to adore him, to trust him, to follow him, to receive your great gift of grace. We pray in his name. Amen. Amen. Let's stand together.